When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Boy, I wish we hadn't cut the word show in half there. That was weird. Because instead of saying, it sounded like Tom Bernard shit. (laughs) Show, show, that's the word. No question about it. So in any case, moving along, what else? What else? Um, I mean, there's not a lot going on. I feel like we got some good news stories in there. You got some great news news stories stories in there. There's no question about it. Some. Let's see. Oh wait, yeah, we talked about the seal thing, but yeah, there's a lot. Even non-war related, like there's that volcano in Iceland that's about to yeah erupt potentially. Doesn't that happen all the time? Because Abit Labit, which is by the way, I guess how you pronounce that. Did you know that? What I have no idea. I don't even know. Yeah, it was a volcano, but. Five, six, seven years ago. But is that a word? Like that's the name, the name of the volcano. It's the name oh, of the volcano. Okay. All right. And it literally is pronounced Abit Labit. You have to do the. A- <laughs> sounds, like the sounds like after you're done talking on a walkie-talkie, and it makes that <laughs> yeah, click exactly. Sound. Over, over. <laughs> that's exactly right. So you know, uh, in any case, there's going to be another volcano in Iceland. Yeah, it sounds like it's getting pretty. They're in a state of an emergency for a town that's got about 3,000 residents, and they're all supposedly evacuating right now. And there's like giant cracks down the middle of the street from plate Ooh. movement. And so it looks like, yeah, it's starting to get a, a little dire out there. Boy, that hour went by quickly, didn't it? Holy yeah, that Christ. Flew, yeah. That flew by. Unbelievable. Uh, in any case, yeah, you do have some great news stories on here, as a matter of fact. We had talked about that. Uh, well, we did bring up, and I'll, I'll re-reference it just because we never did finish the story, actually. Uh, a guy wearing a KKK shirt working at a, what is it, a restaurant or something, wasn't it? Grocery uh, store. Grocery store. He was it like was a grocery yep, store. Yep, there he was a checkout right. person. Um, she adds that employer, employees do have a right to intervene. Uh, this is a woman talking about Carlson is her name. The KKK is a hate group, and so this messaging is very much hate speech, but it is allowed under the First Amendment. But she adds that employers do have a right to intervene. If the employer wanted to tell the employee not, not to wear that again, to wear a particular uniform, not to engage in potentially open carry, right, they would uh, be uh, well within their rights to do that, said Carlson. I would definitely be asking, for, uh, asking the employer, why is, there, uh, why is it they're uh, allowing this person? They spelled their T-H-R-E-R. That's why I stumbled over. I was like, what? Yeah, people yeah, don't proofread. No, they, I guess they don't, yeah. They're right. Uh, they, they come to uh, work and potentially offend or upset customers with this attire. 
So they spoke, oh, it's called the family grocer, too. So that helps, <laughs> the family grocer for the KKK. Uh, they spoke to, with the manager at Family Grocery who told us repeatedly no comment. They did add that they do not condone their employees' actions. But I still don't understand. Why would you come to work at the Family Grocer wearing a KKK T-shirt? Yeah, not bright. And I'm sure because you do get obviously whatever, freedom of speech, wear whatever you want. But at the end of the day, it's like the NFL when they have conduct detrimental towards the league. Like if you show up in your KKK shirt, and people stop coming to the store, now you cost your employer money, you're probably not going to be employed very long. That's like, like, what if you showed up with like an, an ISIS shirt, you know? Like, right. Yeah. It, it's kind of the same thing, yep. is it not? Just because one is mm-hmm. based here and the other one is like, I'm pretty sure we both know they're essentially, like KKK, is, are they con- uh, technically considered a ter- terrorist group? I think so. I think I so. Think like They've done enough attacks. I thought I think yeah. they've earned that status. So I yeah. don't know. It's, I, I get the freedom of speech thing, but like, you know, that's for like, um, you know, legalized marijuana, like back when that wasn't, like wearing right. a shirt that's a, this is a terrorist group. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have a great track record yeah. throughout the history of the country. No. What does it mean by the Ku Klux Klan? What does that mean? Nah, I have no idea. I have no idea. I, is that like Latin or something? Like, I, I don't know. I had heard when I was a little boy, but I don't know if it's true or not. That clan is because they're, you know, a group, like a clan. Yeah, that makes sense. But the Ku Klux is them jacking the rifle to make sure it's loaded. So they go Ku Klux like that. I guess that that's, the, I was told as a kinda little like boy. Like sound? Yeah, kind of like that, yeah. Ku Klux. I don't know enough to counteract that, so I'll believe you. No, I don't know. I, I, it wasn't my idea. I was <laughs> yeah. just told that when yeah, I was no. a, oh, I'll, I'll take it around with it. That's fine with me. I am not claiming responsibility <laughs> yeah. for coming yeah. up with I, that idea. I didn't make up the KKK part. Got to be honest with you, it wasn't me. But, yeah, I just, um, yeah, I've never been one of those kind of group guys. It just, no. it just, are I, there even things like that? Like when you went to high school, were there a couple of different groups of, of boys with their not really gangs, but well, they were kind of gangs? Did no, you I mean, have you those would, at your high school? No, you would get groups of people that like that were similar, tended to hang out. Like, okay, here's the group of kids that they enjoy hunting and wearing camouflage and going oh, yeah, out in the woods yeah. group, and here's oh. the athletes. But yeah, there was no gangs or anything like that. I don't know if this was a gang or not, but there were two different groups when I went to went to North High School. There were the Primas. And if you were chosen to be a prima, like number one, get mm-hmm. it? So there were primas, and then the other one was called the Malos. I was hoping you were going to say the Donnas, the prima and the, <laughs> the Donnas. The prima and the Donnas. That would be the women's group, <laughs> the, the primas and the Donnas. No, they were the uh, the Malos, the bad ones. Get it? Huh? Okay. All right. Malo? Oh, come mm. on. Mm. But I don't remember there ever being any violent conflicts or anything like that. Maybe there were, but I didn't, I didn't ever see any of them, but... Yeah, that doesn't really happen anymore, does it? No. no. And I always think the kind of gang, well, you hurt us, so we're going to go hurt you, or I got to go now kill your sister because you yeah. killed. Like, I never got into the we, I hate you because my friend over here hates you. So I would be a terrible gang person. <laughs> but can't we, can't we just. I mean, can't we just talk this out? Because we're going to go kill that person and they're going to come kill one of us. And I'm really just tired of this. <laughs> That's like a weird fun fact would be a terrible gang member. Oh, yeah. Like, don't come over here and tell me that we hate Charlie now because he did something mean to somebody yeah. over here. To be honest, I wouldn't be a good gang member either. No. I wouldn't be good at gangs at all. And because oh. I know people that were in some, like, very big, prominent gangs here in the cities. What? And they talked about they talked about getting jumped in 
where oh, yeah. Yeah, essentially oh, yeah. four of your you know friends beat you up and yep. then now you're in our group. Like I don't want that. That's the thing that throws me no. off the most. I yep. I don't understand. <laughs> How is that going to happen? And then it's like, yeah, now I'll take a bullet for right, you. Right. Like, you just beat the piss out of me. How am I? <laughs> no, isn't there some membership fee I can pay? In the, <laughs> I can can I just take a test? Right. I don't want to do that. It's all true, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, so, so there are, are there still groups like that? Yeah, there's, <clears throat> what's it, uh, the, on 36th, like 30th Street in Chicago and like, South of there is all the Rolling Thirties, which I believe are oh, yeah. like Bloods. North St. Paul, I forget, I think is Crips North. I don't know, but there's yeah, there's definitely prominent gangs, and there's it gets distinguished because they always will go well. There's like the younger kids, which are more of like the gangbangers, where you see doing like random crimes and stuff right. like that. And then as they get older, it's more organized uh, type situations. But yeah, they're still around and prominent. I um, I know there's a list of like baseball caps you shouldn't wear when you're if you're like going out to L.A. to like oh, tour. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll like if you wear like a Dodgers cap, that's um, but, based on like the blue or like the color of it. Yeah, it's like there's a certain affiliation with it. Like for instance, I, I'm trying to find the the Twins hat here because I know I've seen them on this list. The Twins hat is associated for whatever reason with the rolling 30s crips if you're out in really? la so yeah. you better represent oh because of yeah. tc yeah 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 30s crips yep and but also they're not going out there and beating up everybody that's wearing a twins hat no <laughs> like they <laughs> yeah, they I understand oh you with your daughter in a stroller we're guessing you're not a part of the uh, Rolling Thirties right, Crips. Right. That's you know. So yeah, they they they're organized enough where they can tell who is who. If you so, see yeah. me walking around with my souvenir cup wearing right. I Heart LA shirt on, I'm probably no threat. Yeah. So those groups do still exist then. Yeah, it's not the same. It's kind of like how the mob still exists today yeah. in some capacity, yeah. where it's not like the old days. But yeah, it's more sophisticated, and a lot of stuff moves to online drug sales and stuff oh, like that. Oh, I suppose, yeah. It's more sophisticated. Were the gangs put together for drug sales? Is that why they came together as a gang? Or was it actually to protect ter- territory? So I, th- I believe it started out territory, and then drugs was the easiest way yeah. to make absorbent, yeah. like ex- excessive amounts of money. I suppose that makes sense. I just, I know, I never had any interest in being in any of those groups. No, but I'll say this. During the pandemic, I watched, if you watch Power... What's power? That sounds familiar. The it's uh like Taraji is, is that on in stars. It's on yeah stars. It's okay. like a, essentially about a big so. drug lord family. It's super. You, I think you would like it. You like you would like that is kind that, of stuff. Is that the Book of Ghosts? Is that the you, same thing? Yes, yeah, so that's like the follow up. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, the first one, Power. Who's the main? Why can't I think the main? I'll look it up. Yeah. But uh, anyway, super super popular. And watching that over the pandemic, I was thinking of ways. How could I, if I needed to move some weight? Could I be a drug kingpin? Yeah. And so I could, I would attempt to pull it off, I think, if I was back against the wall, had no other options. I think I could pull it off. What's the guy in Harlem? Frankie Muniz? <laughs> yes, Frankie Muniz. That's exactly who it was. There's no Frankie Vassalero. That yes. was his name. It was unbelievable. Oh, Omari Hardwick. That's who I was thinking. Omari Hardwick. Yeah, yep. I remember that name. 50 Cent's in there, too. Yeah, Joseph Sakura. All right. Yeah. All the good stuff. Yep. Yeah, you'd what like. The it. hell was his name? The guy that ran the drug deals up in up in Harlem, but I can't remember his name anymore. Frank something. In any case, I'm kind of glad that they're we don't shoot each other in the street 
You're well, talking about Frank Lucas? Still. Yeah, Frank Lucas. Yeah. There you go. Because exactly. that was the yeah. uh, <clears throat> Denzel Washington movie. Yeah, it's a true story. That, yeah, that he portrayed that guy. Which one? Is that, is that American Gangster? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. All right. No, really good movie. Well, Denzel Washington doesn't do a lot of bad movies. I, no. He might be the best actor of my generation. Well, he's one of them. If he's not the best, he's one of them. He's really good. And from every interview that I've seen of him, he seems like a nice guy mm-hmm. off camera. That's what I've heard. I've never met him or talked to him, but I heard he's no. a really nice guy. I love the clip of he's talking to Jamie Foxx. And Jamie, yes. Jamie Foxx is like talking about how he's got like his certain manner, mannerisms and stuff like that. And the yep. one that him and his buddies would do is he's got this classic like, get your hands off me. And so he does it for him and it's perfect because Denzel starts cracking up just like a yep. little kid. And it's it's amazing. That, so that whole Grey Goose, because uh, it was coming, I think it was Equalizer 3 pro, or 2 promo or yeah. something like that that he did the interview. But yeah, he did that. And he tells a story where he was at some banquet and uh, he didn't win an award or something like that. And he was like, he's like, I saw the... It's like some expensive, fancy china that passed by. He's like, so I, he's like, I didn't get an award, so I was like, I'm leaving here with something. It's like, he's like, I'm leaving here with something. Yeah, that works. He's like, I'm gonna steal something. I was like, oh my gosh, Denzel Washington, you're amazing. Uh, yeah, what the hell, ladies and gentlemen? The Eagles are at XL Energy Center on their farewell tour on Saturday, November 18th, this Saturday, and you can see them with Catherine and me in my suite. To enter, just go to the Tom Bernard app or the website at TomBernardShow.com. Listen for your name to be announced each day at 810, 910, and 1010. Email us back by midnight at com, and you win. Today's qualifier to see the Eagles with me in my suite is David Elliott of Coon Rapids. David Elliott, email us by midnight tonight at contestatombernardshow.com. David Elliott of Coon Rapids. David Elliott, email us by midnight tonight, contestatombernardshow.com, and we'll see you there. It's this Saturday. Looking forward to that. A bunch of listeners coming to the deal. So are you excited? Do you have a favorite mm. Eagles track that you're looking to forward to hearing the most? I like Life in the Fast Lane. Okay. It's a good song. You didn't go with the, what's their, <clears throat> California? Hotel California. Hotel California. Is, would that be their most popular song? Yes, I think by far, right? Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Probably true. Yeah, they're a hell of a band. Glenn Fry. you know, did you ever hear the Glenn Fry story? God, I don't think so. No. Such a dimwit. Oh, no. Oh, no, you have no. to understand. I used I used to be a drinker back then. Yep. <clears throat> you know who Rick Bourne is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Rick's an old friend of mine. I've known him for a while. I haven't seen Rick in a while, actually, though. But um, Rick Bourne used to have a Fourth of July party at his house every year out on the lake. And Glenn Fry and he were really good friends, right? Mm-hmm. So, um. Many, many years later. So I used to go to the parties and all the rest of it. And then many years later, Glenn died, if you remember. What, just about five years ago, something like that? Glenn Fry died. It was about five years ago. That I sounds think. about right, yeah. So I'm on the KQ show, <clears throat> and I'm going on and on about, you know, it's very, very sad because I've always loved uh, Glenn Fry's music and uh, seems like a really nice guy. I wish I would have met Glenn Fry. That would have been a lot of fun to hang out with Glenn Fry. I wish that would have happened. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Rick Bourne <clears throat> texts over a picture with me with my armor on Glenn Fry at his house. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn Fry and I got our arms around each other. You got the cocktail going. Well, you've met him, Tom, several right. times. Well, maybe back off on the schwiel right. next time. But I'd like to meet him again is what I meant. <clears throat> yeah, that's... That's what I meant again. Yeah, I would again. like to meet him again. 
But, you know, then I realized, looking back, it's like, oh, God, yes, that's right. He was a really nice man. It's how things should be. Just be a nice person. You're very successful. I, I had heard from, not from Rick, but from other people who knew Glenn. Mm-hmm. They said every day, like they would go to his house and hang out with him for a few days, stay at his house. Every day, Glenn Fry would go to the mailbox and come away with about a foot deep pile of checks. Jeez. Every day. That mailbox money. <laughs> like, that's that's got to be the best <clears throat> feeling Ooh. in the world. Is You're just a, a retired rock star, yep. and every day you put your robe and your slippers on, and you walk out to that <laughs> mailbox and grab a little money. That would be pretty cool, though. <laughs> he said every day it was like a, a foot deep. Yeah. Just envelopes what, with checks in them. What a problem to have. Yeah, it's a bitch. What are you going to do with all this paper? So, and you know what I'm surprised we've never heard of, or maybe it's just not happened on a grand scale, especially in today's world. How have their mailboxes not been robbed? Because now you can look up anybody's address. That's true. And you could just, okay, yeah, I know that such and such a person lives here, and he's probably got some royalty checks coming in, and now I can do some sort of scam. Well, he definitely had some royalty checks coming in, I'll tell you that. I wonder how Does anybody know, God, the Eagles must have, who knows how much dough they made over the years? Uh, they probably don't even know. Like, their accountant is probably the only one that has the actual figure. Well, it's too bad Brittany's not here because she just looked it up like she did yesterday. It's like, what the hell are you doing, you dope? <laughs> that was a little awkward. Did I miss something? Oh, you missed it. We were t- oh, Kristen God. was on, and we were talking about net worth of, like, celebrities for some <laughs> reason, and... Brittany looks up Tom's net worth live on the air. And starts talking <laughs> about it on the air. And apparently, by the way, AJ. Yeah. I didn't know this, but my net worth is between I'm broke or I'm a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I mean, that, bit, that leaves it, it, you know. Yeah. It leaves it open to interpretation. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes it does. Are yeah. any of those things accurate? Do you think those, ah. those deals? Because they just announced that Nancy Pelosi's worth like $110 million. I think it depends on the source. Like if Forbes puts out a number, it's like, hey, this person's yeah, estimated. I'll trust Forbes. They're, yeah, they're pretty recognizable. But if it's like, how much is this person worth.com? Eh, I don't know. Yeah. I'd say <laughs> they, they're probably word. a little, yeah. they're probably close to accurate. I would assume they're probably a little bit lower because they have to, unless they're somehow getting inside information from all of like. But how would I go from that. broke to worth a billion? That's a pretty big jump. Right. And <laughs> I don't really if you understand had, that. And by the way, neither one's true. I'd like to point that out. Thank you. And if you had an account set up with, you know, Josh Arnold in an investment account. Right. Do they have access to see how good your account is doing? How do they know you have a yeah. billion dollars or zero dollars in your investment account unless he says something? Oh, isn't that the, one of the things that Trump's going through right now is he used to claim he's, he was worth a lot more than he actually was? Yeah, I think that's one of the bigger... There's, from what I understand, and I'm not super knowledgeable, so feel free mm-hmm. to also correct me. Mm-hmm. There's a number of court cases that he's involved with, mm-hmm. but the one that I've seen the most talked about recently is like fraud, where an apartment was valued at like really thirty million, but he had it propped up to like fifty million or something like that yeah. because mm-hmm. of like square footage and you know alleged lies about the sizing and stuff like that. Also, very quick to go back, um, I found out that the Eagles have had. This is from 2019. They've been uh, named the top-earning band on Forbes' 2019 list for the world's highest-paid celebrities. The iconic band took in a whopping $100 million, which was enough to have them uh, ranked number eight on the top 100 list Jesus. for the year of just bands. So seven other people made more than $100 million? Uh, In 2019, yes. Jesus. 
That's a good year. So I see why they're doing a farewell tour. Yes, and another one, and another one, and, and another, another one. And the, yep. well, did we make two million this week or not? <laughs> oh my God! So this uh, Saturday, let us know if they just like shoot money out of cannons and stuff, and it gets up to your suite. That would be nice. I don't know where the suite is. And by the way, it's not my suite. Everybody keeps saying, why do you have a suite? It's like, I don't have a suite. I heard they were engraving your name above the door. (laughs) Permanently. It's fingerprint like locked. Exactly right. No, it should be a lot of fun, though, because, yeah, the whole show should be. Well, first of all, XL is a great building. I agree. Yes. And I did not know this, but they say the owner of the Wild owns that building. Is that true? I thought that was a municipal building. No, I think <clears throat> I'll, I'll double check that, but I think he has a stake in the building. Oh, a stake in the building. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Because which I think is what most new stadiums now, like the cities, are requiring because they don't want the city to pay for the entire building. Yeah, or just sit uh, there. Yeah, it makes sense. No, okay. I guess I was I was wrong. The arena is owned by the city of St. Paul and operated by the Wild's parent company, Minnesota Sports and Entertainment. Oh, so they operate it, but they don't own it. Yes. Okay. Correct. I was wondering about that because why would you? I mean, that's got to be a little spendy. That arena had to cost a buck or two. Yeah, right. I mean, he's a billionaire. Don't get me wrong. His wife is even worth more money than he is. But still, to buy a building like that, I don't know. It seems like a municipal deal more than anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? You guys aren't old enough to remember the old circular white building, are you? For the wild? The, are you talking the arena the in St. Paul. Oh, no. Wait, which one? The, oh God! What was it called again? The Met? Is that what? You... No, no. It was over in St. Paul. It's actually where the XL is now. That, is, but it was not. It was a completely different building. It was this round white building? What the hell was the name of that building again? I can't remember. It was just. It was not good. But Steve Martin had a great line in that building because he uh, walked out on stage. He had sold something like. Was it the St. Paul Civic Center? I think maybe that's what. Just the St. Paul Civic Center. That might yeah. be right. Did they show a picture of it? Um, no, it's, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your story. But no, 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 it's not a big deal. Like I said, it was just a white round building. It was not very nice. I mean, it was okay. It wasn't a dump or anything, but it was not a very nice arena. Whereas the X, XL Energy Center is gorgeous. It's a beautiful building, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, the XL Energy Center is, is yeah, I think that it was the St. Paul Civic Center showing a picture. Right. Just a, it looks like a pancake yeah like one of the yeah there you go one of the like the the cookie tins that like your grandma would have (laughs) that only has sewing stuff in it that's what it looks like on the outside steve martin had a great line because that building was a huge building just like xl is right Mm -hmm. yeah and he sold the place out i don't know it was like twenty five thousand people is that does it did it hold that many xl holds how many people um, they uh, they say about eighteen thousand. Okay, so that's I would have seen Civic Center would be about the same then. Yeah. So he sells the place out eighteen thousand, twenty thousand, whatever it was. Sells it out. He walks out on stage and he looks around at all these people, and none of the you know the elevating. Well, I suppose it'd be the same at the XL Energy Center though. There's the flat part, and then it starts going up into the stands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they allow people to sit in the flat part for for shows, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Where the dice would normally be. Yeah. But Steve Martin walks out, and he's looking around, just kind of not saying anything, looking around at all these people. The place is packed. And he reaches in his pocket, and he goes, just for you especially, I'd like to do my dime trick. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody could have seen that dime, man. He was very. You ever seen him in in uh, in concert? No, I feel like nope. he's hilarious. Um, him Phenomenal. And, him and Martin Short are a pairing that I would yeah. love yes. to see do a show together. They got the TV show, right? Yeah, and yeah, I watched it. And, and, and the chemistry is fantastic. And yeah, surprisingly, yeah. Selena Gomez fits into that. She's super good well. on there. Yeah, yeah, she's tremendous. But yeah, I feel like like Martin Short uh, and Steve Martin have been like comedy icons for way before I was even born. Oh yeah, and I remember yeah. my first like time I noticed Steve Martin was the Pink Panther. Oh yeah, sure. And I remember him in his multicolored suit that matched the wallpaper on the building, and he's like <laughs> trying to sneak by by flipping from side to side. Yeah, it's. I think mine was like cheaper by the dozen, but then I've all. Oh yeah. You know, but then I would also my dad would show me like planes, trains, and automobiles, which is one yeah. of the greatest yep. like hall a hall hall holiday movies. I was gonna say hall of time, but that doesn't make sense. Hall of time. Yeah, holiday movies, so good. No question about that. Yeah, Steve. Matter of fact. I can't remember how long ago that was. Was it two years ago when that show started? Yeah, that seems about right. Maybe like 21 or so, because I think they're, oh, yeah, they've, couple done, years ago. they've done three I think, seasons. Yeah, I think now. they're in season three right now. Oh, so it was more than probably three years ago yeah. then. And they've been picked up for season four, which, frankly, I don't know how they're going to do based on how no, the first No, it's starting to get a little slow. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that does happen. But, yeah, it was kind of cool, because when that show first started, Steve Martin and Martin Short both came on the show a few times over at KQ, and it was it was really fun. That's awesome. Well, we're going to have to start develop. I'll get to work and get that developed over here, too, when those really big-name people are promoting a show or whatever. I mean, we don't have any problem booking anybody on this show, do we? No. I wouldn't think so. No, and even if there's last-minute cancellations, I feel like are good about using us as a first point of contact. Oh, good. So. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing about this job that I've absolutely loved because I never had any clue doing, you know, 6 to 10 at night at KSDP or WDGY or whatever that I'd basically end up doing a show I met just about every famous person there ever was to meet. I mean, it, I never saw that coming. It was very cool. I mean, also, you got to look at it. We, what was it, two weeks ago now where we're just sitting around talking like we are now, and all of a sudden, Marie Osmond's on the phone. Yeah, so, that's right. She so called you, in. you never know who's up next. She's always been nice to me. She's very, always been a very, very pleasant person. Seems very lovely. Well, she's got a good sense of humor, too. That's oh, the yeah. other part of it that I just love. I got to be honest, the big, bigger the star, usually the bigger the star, the nicer they are. Yeah. It's the people in the middle. Yeah, it is. That <laughs> it like they're is, up and coming, right. so they're like defensive, but yeah. also offensive. Because they're either like kind of on their way up to being that level star, so they're like, hey, yep. look at me, I'm the next big thing, and show me some respect. Or they're on their way down trying to still hold on to that yeah. spotlight and limelight, and they become an asshole. That's funny because I have not started to watch season three, so I shouldn't watch season three. It's not very good. I mean, if. If you really like the show, you're going to watch it and you're going to be like, okay, this is good, but it's not as good. It's, I think it's going to be hard for them to top season one with how much that was a success. Mm -hmm. I, th I think season three was better than season two. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Because like, like Tevin said, it, it gets a little slow. And I thought season two was incredibly slow in the middle because there's mm -hmm. a, yeah, it was. there was right. a lot of episodes where it's like, it's an hour long or it's a half hour long, but what you accomplished to like progress the story could have taken two to three minutes. Yeah. That's, but I think season three only has like one or two of those episodes. And there's some pretty big, heavy hitting stars like Meryl Streep's in there. Oh, she's man. fantastic. She, she does a very good, like, singing number in there as well. Paul Rudd is, I think he's funny. Yeah. Paul, I like Paul Rudd. I think yeah. the fact that it switched to this almost musical 
style yeah. what? TV show threw me off. And I'm just like, I'm not into it that much. What do you mean musical style? So, because it's, so season three is centered around a play that uh, Martin Short's character is putting on, and it's a musical-based play. So they break out into musical numbers. It's not over the top where it's every episode you've got four musical numbers, but it's enough where I'm like, eh, I get it. We can move yeah. on. There, there were times where it's like, it's in the story, like they're rehearsing so it makes sense, yep. but like I, there was I, one time where it's just all of a sudden, like a flash all of a sudden, Selena Gomez and those right. guys are in like tuxedos singing, doing a kick number. I'm like, okay, yeah. I don't like that one as much, but the the, the well written in ones I think are fine. Yeah. It felt almost like High School Musical yeah. style. <laughs> We're all getting lunch, but we got to sing about getting lunch, and it's like, okay, let's back up. Give me that subway to go. Mm-hmm. God, AJ, I just noticed this just now. I hadn't noticed it before. Oh no, Tevin looks a lot like Captain Kangaroo, don't you think? <laughs> I, looked, I looked him up oh, earlier, did you? too. You know who he actually does look like? You know the Raiders owner, Mark Davis? Yeah, absolutely. That is immediately who I thought. <laughs> and maybe it's just the hair. It's probably only the hair. But. I just I just love anytime somebody doesn't like or somebody doesn't like Tom, and he's like, I don't know why they don't like me. All I did was, you know, tell me he looks like Captain Kangaroo. Yeah, and I'll, what the I'll hell? look it up, and I'll be like, that's like the meanest thing you could it say. It's not mean. Somebody. I don't know why that person doesn't like me. All I did was tell them that they're crappy and they they look like a steaming pile of dog crap. Like, yeah. But other than that, but other than that, you never on. said anything mean. Yeah, what are we talking about? But let me just point something out, and you guys might not know this, but in the neighborhood, that's how you talked about everybody. Yes. I'm just, and PC. Most white people don't know that. Yes. Most most of the time, if I don't take some sort of shot at you. I either don't know you well enough to Absolutely. know what boundary I can or cannot like approach, or I just don't like you enough to make you feel included in my roasting session. Like, I bet nobody in western Wisconsin ever played the dozens. <clears throat> no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think. Do you know what the dozens are? No, I'm not sure. I know, like, there's a thing right now that's kind of big that's just, it's trivia. It's called the dozen. But oh I no, I don't think. No, it's this is totally different. different. Okay, all right. Like calling somebody Captain Kangaroo would be very nice in the dozens. Oh no, <laughs> I'd be very, very. Do you know the uh, the rhyme that they started used to start with? Uh uh-uh. Because it all said this is. I'm going way back now. See, I find myself to be very fortunate to even know these things and mm-hmm. having witnessed these things. I love it. But somebody's smart off to somebody else, and then the other guy would go. You want to play the dozens? Well, the dozens is a game, but the way I do your mother's a goddamn shame. <laughs> <laughs> and that That's is, how it used to start. And that will definitely start whatever it is you're looking to start. <laughs> Only they didn't say do. Yeah. I will tell you yeah. that part. They didn't use the word do, but, yeah, you know. It's, essentially, it was, yeah, like the your mama jokes type of thing that my childhood grew up with. Or I remember being in college and you'd walk over to like if all my teammates were sitting at a lunch table as I'm walking over somebody's yelling something about how dumb I look walking over (laughs) and then I sit down and we I tell them how dumb they look and now it's everybody's making fun of everybody until somebody's feelings get hurt and I was told that I didn't know this that was told many many years ago that the name in Africa where it started because it doesn't started in Africa but it was not called the dozens you know what it was called in Africa no no. No? The Signifying Monkey. <laughs> that was the name of it. I feel like I've heard that saying before. Oh, you've heard Signifying Monkey? Well, that's where that came from. It was, it's an African saying. Hmm. 
What is it? Are you looking it up? Yep. I'll be interested to hear what they say about Just this. because this is Britney's, normally Britney's <laughs> computer, so if anything offensive comes up. It'll come up on uh, her yeah, computer. She's, she's the one getting asked. I love that. That works for me. <laughs> See, look at all that. You learn so many things by listening to this show that, that most people would never learn because you got to be, I mean, unless you grew up in that kind of neighborhood, you don't know anything about this stuff unless it was in a movie or something. That's half the reason why I come in here. I just, I just want to learn something. Just learn some. It's all bad things, so that's the problem. School of Tommy B. Yeah, there you go. All bad stuff. What's it saying? Uh, so, yeah, so it looks like it started as a, uh, like this monkey was a folklorish type character. Correct. Uh, that was uh, served as a messenger who mediated between the gods by men by means of tricks. Um, yeah, love that. Says, yeah, plays tricks monkey. on people, and that's about all they've got for me. Well, they did more than play tricks well, on people, so you're, yeah, you, that's a whole different deal. Well, yeah, he was, uh, oh, he had apparently numerous songs that he, I don't know if he produced or sang, but he performed them with his friend, yep. the lion and the elephant. Yep. So, yeah. It's a very interesting story how it all developed and how it happened, why it happened, all those things. Yep. But then they kind of changed it over to the dozens when it came to America. I don't know why it was called the dozens, but... I don't know. But yeah, essentially it sounds like his friends were the lion and the elephant, and all he did was make fun of them and insult them. That's correct. It's exactly where it's... That's very good. Did you, where did you find that story? Uh, this one was just on Wikipedia. On Wikipedia. So yeah, take that, any information there. Take that, with teachers. Your, yeah, with your... Oh, I hated that. <laughs> like... Because you can't use Wikipedia as a source. First of all, it's the greatest source ever invented because it has everything. Yes. And if it's on Wikipedia, there's also other links that I can fact check this with to make sure that it works. You know how much hassle it is to edit and like put misinformation on? You have to make an account. You have to go in. You have to alter the text. You have to save it. You have to do like a verification thing. And then actually like it takes a second or two to actually publish. And then other people are monitoring That's stuff. So they're going to get a notification saying, hey, so-and-so just changed your page, and they're just going to be like, oh, that's not true. And then it immediately gets – everything on there is just fine. Yep. It's just fine. It's, it, it, unless it's like a very little-known thing. If it's like you're looking up the War of 1812, you can use it as a source. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah there's people that, mo that monitor it. I remember at one point – because my friend, he was one of those guys that loved to go on Wikipedia and just change things and see how long it yeah. would stay up there. And it was always – maybe a day it stayed up yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. And the one thing that stood up there the longest, he changed the like Madden <laughs> – uh, world champion to my name for like 20, 2007. Yes. And so, yeah, for like a week or so, I was the best EA Sports Madden player <laughs> in the world. I like it. That's uh, great. Works for me. I don't know about this headline. You guys are going to have to help me with this because we've always had, we used to have cats when we lived out on the farm, uh, but we've always had a dog. And it says mm -hmm. here, a study found pets don't actually make us happy. That's, that's the biggest false. lie in the world. I agree. It's 100% wrong. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, Jude, if we didn't have Jude at the house. See, one thing I love is that we watch, Catherine and I, she's got a busy day. I got a busy day. We get together, watch a couple of shows at night, and then we go mm -hmm. to bed, right? And they're, they're, we have the, you've been to my house, haven't you? Nope. The new one? You have? Nope. Because we have a movie theater downstairs that we put in, mm -hmm. put the movie theater chairs and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I sit in the one on the left, then Jude sits in the one next to that, and then Catherine sits in the one. He has to be between us every night. Yeah. Not over to her right, not over to my left. He's got to be right between the two of us. Yeah. Which I think is very sweet. Oh, absolutely. And even, like, obviously your own personal pet, you're going to, like, 
they just enter or like they hanging out with you, you feel happy. But even Jude coming into the studio, oh yeah, instantly much happier than I am without Beauty. in the studio. So yeah. yeah, whoever did this study. Who they wrote just that? Hate. Somebody with allergies? Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe. The, right. animal, the dog catcher? Is that is that who wrote that? What are we talking and about? Like, my girlfriend has is allergic to dogs. Oh. And she still loves my dog with yeah. all of her. Like, she'll mm-hmm. get right in his face. She's like, I'll just pop Zyrtec like it's candy. Because she's like, I just love dogs that much. So, yeah, pets 100% I love make them. people happy. Absolutely. Did they poll pet, uh, real pet owners for this, just uh, people who bought a chinchilla two months into COVID and regretted it? Why'd they go after chinchillas? What, what's right. the problem? That's also not a run-of-the-mill pet. Yeah, it's no. an obscure pet. That's true. Uh, a new study at Michigan State found that having pets might not make us happier. No, I disagree completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jude insists, when I go to kiss Catherine goodnight, when we stand up after watching the show or whatever, I go and give her a hug and a kiss, tell her I love her every night, and then I look at Jude, and he's going back and forth like this. Come over and pet me. Come over and pet me. Come over and pet me. He, I have to pet him. It's just how it is, right? Um, early in the pandemic, May of 2020, researchers talked to over 750 people three separate times to gauge how well they were coping. In general, pet owners said their pets were definitely helping uh, by offering companionship and affection. But they also mentioned the downside, things like cost, worrying about their pet's health, and how they could be a nuisance while working from home. In the end, the study was found it was a wash. People who didn't have pets were just as happy overall. Quote, people say that pets make them happy, but when uh, we actually measure happiness, that doesn't appear to be the case. Bullshit. This is 100% wrong. They did this during the pandemic when nobody was happy, regardless (laughs) of what. So your dog wasn't going to make up for the fact that you probably lost your job, knew somebody that died of COVID, you're locked in your house 24-7. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, no, your dog isn't going to make everything look like rainbows and butterflies. Very true. Their theory is people without pets uh, fill their lives with other interests and that stuff might uh, make them just as happy as a pet would. Uh... (laughs) And then at the bottom they wrote, worth noting, the lead author of the study was Cruella DeVille. <laughs> That's good. No, That's good. That story's 100% wrong. Pets absolutely have always made us happy. I mean, yeah. we have had situations where Catherine, Andy, Alex, and I would have a pet forever. And then I remember, I remember we, we had to put uh, Cassie Russell down. Mm-hmm. There was weeping for like two days. Yeah, man, my my family hated that we had to put him down, but he was like fourteen years old. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Cassie and Nipsey Russell, those were our two dogs. You guys know who <laughs> Cassie awesome. and Nipsey Russell are? I don't know who Cassie is. I know Nipsey Hustle. Yeah, I know Nipsey Hustle. Yeah, but Nipsey, Nipsey Hustle. Here, yeah. Nipsey Russell wasn't he a comedian? Yep. Yeah. So I didn't know that until you uh, talking to you, because I always thought like, oh, Nipsey Hustle. That's yeah where that comes from but now he he got his name from the comedian Nipsey Russell that's exactly right and you can look up Kazzy Russell because you guys would be fans of Kazzy Russell K-A-Z-I K-A-Z that could be K-A-Z-Z-I-E or one of those I don't don't remember how to spell it but Kazzy Russell was a very talented human being that's all I'm saying basketball player you got it what does it say about play for Boston um, I don't like remember. he was drafted by the New York Knicks with oh, the York first Knicks, overall okay. pick in 1996. Okay. Um, yeah, it looks like he played for the Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. for a little while, the Lakers. He's a great player. Yeah. Signed with the Bulls, yeah. 
Oh, he was with all those different teams that won championships. Surprisingly, he only won the championship once. That 19, was it, really? Yeah, 1970? 1970. Otherwise, his other accolade, he was a one-time All-Star and a All-Rookie in 66-67. He was around all the, that long ago? Jesus. 55 years ago? Yeah, I'm trying. God, uh, that's rookie, amazing. Rookie season, 1966, 1967 Man. with the Knicks. Still alive, <clears throat> 79 years old. Love it. Gazzy Russell. Gazzy Russell and Nipsey Russell. I don't think Nipsey Russell's alive, though, is he? I have no idea. I don't think. N-I-P-S-Y. I I think that's how you spell Nipsey. Not sure. But, yeah, this this article that pets don't actually make us happy, I disagree with that 100%. We love having pets, always have loved having dogs, cats, things like that. Oh, yeah, Nipsey Russell definitely died. Yeah, 05. Yep, 05. Born in 1918. He was? Yeah. Holy God. He was on the Carson show a lot back in the day. He would come out and do the Tonight Show. It was really, really mm. good on there. He was on Dick Clark's as well. <clears throat> what, okay, so let me ask you a question. Yeah, that's exactly right. So this article was written by someone who doesn't like animals, obviously. And what point are they trying to make? There's, there is no point. That's one of those studies, I feel like, where... Yeah. No offense to the scientific people, but... You nerd, like right. <laughs> get out of here! Is, like you can you, you can give me nerd. all the information and the data, and oh, you co mm-hmm. you you co talk to these people and you cross reference yeah. these numbers. You're lying. It's just it's wrong. People like pets. Pets make people happy. Yeah, and yet, yeah, isn't there something better you can be doing with your time than figuring out exactly how happy a pet does or does not make somebody? Yeah, no. Look, I will tell you this: when we put, I was the one, of course, actually, Catherine. Couldn't even go with us. Mm-hmm. But Andy and Alex both went, both went with me to put uh, Cassie Russell down. And I will never forget that because I was kind of petting him. And then the doctor came over and injected him. And I'm petting him and he's looking at me. And I realized he's looking at me, but he's dead. And that was weird. We've got to take a break already? Mm-hmm. Do we miss our 915? We, 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 we've, we've been engulfed in conversation. So it's, we didn't do the 915? We did not, no. Holy Hannah, I better get going then, huh? Which is, is just fine because it's a podcast, so frankly, it doesn't matter. But Oh, no, I know it doesn't matter. You're absolutely right, but I didn't even realize. That's the first time I've ever missed that. That was just, more, that was just uh, suppose it was supposed to be a gentle reminder was all. Not, and I'm not, uh, that, that, not Are you going to pet me and then I'll stare at you and be dead anyway? Is that what you're saying? And then we will, uh, <laughs> whoa, why are you fist pumping? Well, after the break. <laughs> I've got a major announcement after a the break. Major, okay. Major we'll, we'll announcement. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We'll be Don't right back. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. Tom here, and I just read a success story from MN Fat Loss client Elizabeth, who just completed the program. Elizabeth writes, I'm a 54-year-old woman who has struggled with losing weight. I had almost constant heartburn, trouble sleeping, brain fog. I tried counting calories, eating bars and shakes, and several other programs in which I would lose 5 to 10 pounds after months of struggling. After 60 days of the MN Fat Loss program, I was down 25 pounds. MN Fat Loss had really empowered me to believe that I can control my eating and my weight without having to sacrifice foods that I like. If you're thinking about finally committing to improving your health, this is the time to start. You won't regret your investment in yourself. It's so easy to see if MN Fat Loss is a good fit for you. 
They offer a free phone consultation to learn about the program. They also have virtual options to help you if you live far away, which I think is a brilliant idea. To schedule that free phone consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. The only thing you have to lose is that unwanted wait. That's www.mnfatloss.com. I cannot wait to hear about your success story, and please let them know that Tom sent you. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so we made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, five. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with The Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, and we now go to the newsroom and Tevin. Yes, so as we, are, yes. All, as we are all aware... <laughs> thanks, thanks, Tom. Yeah, I'm standing here outside on... No, um, as we all know, <laughs> Derek, member of the Tevin fan club, we've got mm. a new member today. Oh. Andy messaged in and said that he might be becoming a Tevin fan. So this, the My fan son? club is up. No, no, no. This is a different Andy. Different Andy. Okay. Different Andy listener. Messaged in, said he's a fan. So we're up to two. 
There's no perks. We're not going to, you know, the Tevin suite at the XL Energy Center to see the Eagles or anything yeah. like that. But I just wanted everybody <laughs> to know that we're up to two now. So thank you, Andy. Right. That was your big words. announcement. You want, yes. Oh, yes. Right. More <laughs> me now. Do you want the bad news about that? Yes. I just checked my email, and he's right. It's He didn't make up that email. That, that was a real email from Andy. Yes. Oh, okay. Where's yep. Andy from? I don't know. That's. Uh... Oh, it doesn't say? doesn't say. But, no. Uh, He's a fan of the show. He's a fan of you first, but I'm I'm second. You're coming on big. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want an updated scoreboard, the AJ fan club, a whopping zero. <laughs> the Tevin fan club, <clears throat> two. Two. The Tom fan club, well, eleven thousand birthday I was wishes. Say, we'll, we'll, we'll work our way up. Brittany's got her neighbor Linda, her mom, and her grandma. <laughs> yes. So that's three. <laughs> yeah. Beverly yeah, is her yeah. diehard fan, and then yeah. Tom is literally everybody, everybody else. else. Yes. So it's a pretty close race. Nice yeah. try. Make me look bad in front of the listeners. Way to go. What are you talking about? No. It's all about you, Tom. I can hear what you're thinking. <laughs> Mind reader. Mind reader, baby. Now, I, uh, I got to ask you a question about this. Because, yeah. you know, the, the radio ratings back in the day with the radio ratings, they were never accurate. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they were close, but they would, could bounce all over the place and they could change and some was real, some was I'm not saying anybody did anything intentional. It's just... They were not a very good way to do ratings. Mm-hmm. Right. Wouldn't you agree? Well, yeah, because also how many people are in the car, if you're carpooling right, and things right. like that. Because I exactly think they also it. used to, they would like send out, they would mail out a, God, what, is the, what is the service that it used to be? For uh, the rating system for radio? Yeah, um, rating, I can't remember. I, it, I can't. Armatron. Armatron, thank <clears> you. Uh, they would send out like devices and what, yes. what they yeah. would have to do is like, Okay, you're in the car. You have to like mark it. But the thing is, people would like fib because if they're a guy Correct. who's like 40, maybe <clears throat> he's not supposed to be. And for the people, the audio audience, I'm doing the air quotations here. Not supposed to be listening to like, you know, entertainment talk radio because right. you know he's got to be listening to sports, whatever. So he's not. You know, some people aren't going to put down. Right. I'm listening to. Uh, Ryan Gosling drama talk. I'm gonna listen to Vikings Power Hour. Right. You know, let's talk right. about Josh Dobbs. So, um, so some of those numbers were never the most accurate. Obviously, they mm-hmm. they provided a good baseline for an idea, but you know, there's a big big uh, range of just miscalculated right. uh, data. Yeah, and oh, I work at a factory, and so we play the show, and there's three thousand of us in here listening right. to this as opposed yeah, that too. to yeah so you get it it's hard to get an exact but number. is anybody actually listening just because they're in the warehouse that's the amazing part of it yeah like yeah. it's background noise almost. like it's background mm-hmm. noise it doesn't really matter my favorite that i ever heard i was talking to a, an arbitron guy about this as a matter of fact because then they they had a way to to measure movement like when you're moving throughout your day because some people would just take their their receptor put it on a little stand, turn the radio on, and leave for the day. Okay. So it looked like they were listening to the radio the whole day when they weren't even there. Yeah. So they said, you know, we got to do something about that. So we have to have a motion detector on the receiver, right? So if they're, we'll see if you're really moving around or if it's just sitting stable, yeah. which would not make sense. That's not real. So you know what one guy did? Taped it to the fan in his bedroom. Yes. <laughs> going I was, around, it just keeps going around. See, my idea was like, put the dog uh, water bowl right oh, in front yeah. of the sensor yep. so they pass by every once in a while. Yeah. Oh, that's smart, that though, very, the fan. Hey, put, yeah, yeah, he just taped it to the fan and it moved around all day long. But So are, the way they, they measure listening audience 
on the internet, isn't it much more state? Because I've heard that can fluctuate a lot too. Yeah, it can fluctuate, but it's. I think it's more accurate because people are either downloading or streaming, and then you uh-huh. can get a count. Because you can get it so so accurate as you can tell at which point in the show they stopped listening, yeah. your average time listened, or if they skip over um, commercials. And, and you see that, like that on YouTube is now well as like you'll see a spike where it's like, this is the most viewed portion of this video. If it's like a five minute long oh, thing, okay. but it's like there's yep. one clip that everybody wants to go see. You can see this is where the majority of people are watching. Whereas like four minute and 30 second mark, almost nobody's watching because it's just mm. a bad interview at that point. So yeah, it makes sense. So for, cause I don't, I don't keep track of all that stuff. And they didn't, I asked a couple of times for them to send me the, send me the daily uh, streaming and all that stuff, the numbers and all that. But I don't pay attention to that. But they tell me that they're they're going up like every day now. It's climbing, from what I hear. I don't. Oh, uh, you don't check them either. I, I don't get the the numbers as well, but I I hear good things. Well, so. that's good because I don't even hear that. Okay. Well, because I, I think Amy hates me, and therefore <laughs> she's just trying to destroy me. That's what it's all about. Uh, that's See, that's just... why she uh, made me come work with you. <laughs> exactly right. Now, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go see everybody today because there's a. There's a sales meeting at 1.30, so I might go over and have a little lunch with maybe Dan or Amy or somebody. I'd still love going into that building because it reminds me of being 18 years old. Isn't that amazing? I walked in that building for a job when I was 18 years old. That's how long ago that was. I bet you the, the hallway there, there, there's one hallway that yeah. I feel like is probably the same decor as when you were 18 I think years that's old. very true. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I do not like the fact they covered up the K and KSTP that used to be in the floor. Oh, you, did they? You guys oh. even know about that? No, no, I know they recently redid the the walk-in entrance like last year, and it oh, looks okay. fantastic. Now. It looks great. Yeah, it's it's a really cool update, but uh, I don't know what you're talking about. When you used to walk in, because I, I remember when I was 18, I actually did it. When you'd walk in, it said KSTP in the linoleum. Mm-hmm. I think oh. they had special linoleum made up that said KSTP. Mm-hmm. And the back of the K, where it all begins was very, very long. It's probably about 50 feet long. And I asked, you know, security, why is the line in a K so long? He said, true story, that if you stand on the left side of that K line, you're in Minneapolis, and if you stand on the right side of it, you're in St. Paul. That building is right on half of that building. Well, I don't know half anymore, but it used to be. Half the building was in Minneapolis, half the building was in St. Paul. Did you know that? No, I actually had no clue. That's brand new to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that either. And now, like, thinking about it, the STP definitely stands for St. Paul. St. Paul. And I never would have, I just thought it was random call letters. There you go. So I'm going to get in somebody's face about that today when I'm over there. You should, because I'm going to come, I'm coming over. Where is the K? So is the STP still there? No, it's all covered. Is it, is it carpeted now? I, I think they just redid, uh, it's like tiling now. Oh, so it's tiling. It's It's, just different. It's it's just a different floor. Yeah. But the, fun, the funny thing about Jim Chanel is the guy who hired me. 18 years old, I, I was hired as, well, I was hired to run the Jesus tapes. You know, on Sunday, I used to run the religious, the religious <laughs> tapes. No, what what an no hour idea. that must have been. I had a oh no idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they used to do that. Every, I think it was like you had to play religious stuff on Sunday mornings. I really? Guess. Oh, God. You had to do it. We're but so great, young. Yeah, you guys are so young comparatively. That's absolutely right. Yeah. But... Uh, Uncle Tommy, the first time I played the Jesus tapes at KSTP back in the day when I was 18, I didn't realize it was Tails Out, so I reloaded it, hit it, because it was the some Polish Catholic church over in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm listening to it, and it sounded like Polish to me. It was running backwards. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't know. I don't speak Polish, right? So I'm getting all these calls. You think that's funny? What are you doing? You some new guy? You think that's funny? I'm like, what are you talking about? They said, you're running it backwards. I went, oh, it was tails out. Never mind. <laughs> just stop it. You just, my bad, guys. And you just flip it around, press play like nothing happened. Let's get back to the hits. Yep. So I walk in for my initial interview with Jim Chanel, who became Captain Whammo in Chicago, by the way. Great name. But anyway, uh, he's coming to pick me up. And I'm just in the lobby by myself. Wasn't as much security back then. And... I had to do it. I was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. So my left foot is left of the back of the K, and my right foot is right of the back of the K. So I'm standing in both Minneapolis and St. Paul, and Jim Chanel walks in, looks down at me, and goes, oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I, I thought I'd enjoy it if I could get that deal done. You know what I mean? Did they have that like a rule, so uh, a lot of times if in locker rooms or stadiums, they'll have the, you know, like the Vikings logo will be in the floor and it'll be like, nobody can walk on the logo. Oh, yeah. Do they have that at KSTP where they're like, no, you can't walk did. on the K or was it not I that big I don't, a deal? I don't think it was that big a deal. At least no. nobody ever told me that. But, again, most of the time I either worked there on the weekends or at night. So when you're I, the only guy in the thing? Yeah, I mean, when I was there, first of all, I just did weekends, so I was always the only one around there. Mm. And then I did overnights, which, once again, I'm the only one there. Ten to two at night, the only one there. <laughs> and then I finally moved to six to ten, and, and uh, then there were other people there at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Uh, but to tell you the truth, when I did overnights, I did get to see, like, Charlie Bush and Chuck Knapp when they came in and did the morning show. Yeah, so there's got to be a little <clears throat> crossover. Yeah, there was a little crossover, but... You guys uh, know anything about Charlie? You ever heard that name before, Charlie Bush? Charlie Bush? Nope. I just Let- know George. <clears throat> George Bush, yeah. Well, Charlie was the <laughs> the morning news guy on 1500 KSTP. Legendary guy. Just okay. one of the nice, nicest men ever. Mm-hmm. Very smart man. Just a great guy. I was so fortunate to work with him. And again, he was coming to do the morning show, and I was doing the overnight show and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if I mispronounce, and again, I'm 18 years old. So if I mispronounced a word that I had never seen before, the door would all of a sudden open when I was in commercial, and in a very sweet voice, the door would open, and Charlie would look at me and go, Tom, that's pronounced internecine, and the door would close. <laughs> I, I have a similar story to that. From, Do you really? From my days at St. Cloud. That's um, phenomenal. I was working at the, Saint, uh, at the student-run radio station KVSC there, and... I, I I was just the sports guy, so I'm getting the sports report ready and blah blah blah. And um, at the time, the like overseer Joel McMullen Boyer, who unfortunately within the past year passed away, oh, um, which is terrible. She was a tremendous person, but um, she comes in. Hey, you know Garrett has like the flu and he's just throwing up. Ooh, you you don't have a problem. And she was very coercive in this. Like she worded it very well. You don't have a problem filling in on the full newscast today, do you? I was like, uh. No, not at all, Joe. I'll, I'll take care of it. I don't, you know, I wasn't ready for it. But I get in there, there was some story, and for some reason, I'm like, my, you know, my mind is like a is scrambled eggs at this point, just nervous for no reason because I'm very new to this. But I'm reading a story about the Marine Corps, but I kept saying Marine Corps. Oh God! Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's so, during, the... so I'm like, yeah, we'll be, we'll have, you know, we'll have the weather coming up right after this, and she just pops her head and, uh, AJ, you're doing great. Great cadence is great. 
It's Marine Corps. Yeah. <laughs> Same story. And I was like, oh, yeah, so sorry. Thank you. Thank you. And then, yeah, but uh, God, tremendous person. Miss her. Isn't that wonderful that they have those great memories of people you started working with way, way at the beginning? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That stuff yeah. is great. It's kind of one of those moments where you realize nobody really knows what they're doing until they figure out what they're doing. Because you're like, you're like, oh, you have no problem filling on the newscast. You're like, yeah, of course I could do that. And then you take like that split second to realize, I've never done this before. I have no idea how we're going to do this, but we're going to figure it out together once that <laughs> microphone turns on. Well, that's like jo- Joe Buck. When he first did uh, football, he had never done a football game in his oh, life. God. He was doing like basketball and stuff. And then when he got the initial job offer to do some NFL game, somebody's like, yeah, you can do this. right? He goes, oh, I do it all the time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then there's a four-day buffer. He's like, I don't know a thing about how to call a football game. <laughs> and for four days straight, he just only watched football broadcasts, read football books, and listened to radio broadcasts of like how to call. And then it was, he's like, it wasn't good, but it was good enough to where they were like, yeah, come on back again. Yeah. And well, and now he's probably one of the, if not the best broadcasters of oh, the yeah. last yeah. probably oh, 20, yeah. 30 years. Absolutely. All right. There's one word. I know you got to hit the road here. We got to go to one break. One word, though. I want to know. There's one word that uh, Brittany has said four times now, and I've not corrected her. But if she does it again, I'm going to have to. You guys know what word that is? No. She said it four times on the show, and she mispronounces it every time. You, this was just yesterday. Uh, I think she did say it yesterday. Yes. I don't know, but I'm, now that I know it, I'm going to set her up as much as I possibly oh, can to try and say this word. I want to know so we can do this tomorrow. Yeah. yeah this okay, is you ready game. for the yeah. word yep. then? Mm-hmm. I don't know why she says this, but she always says, lackadaisical. Damn, that's a tough one to... Isn't it lackadaisical? It's lackadaisical. Lackadaisical? Is it really? It's not lackadaisical. It's lackadaisical. Oh, I, I, I say it wrong, too. So I can't do you it. guys really? I can't I, make fun of her, but I will set her up to say it now. Andy, it's not... do you pronounce it lackadaisical or lackadaisical? I don't really pronounce it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Very political, Andy. Yeah, Very political. I will take the uh, Sweden approach. And... Yeah, there's no uh, S there. It's just lackadaisical. Yeah, God, I... I, I rarely use that, but I've always said lackadaisical. But uh, no, a lot yeah. of people do, La- and I don't know why. Hmm, okay, that's interesting. Who well, the hell knows why? Oh, gonna, you got to go. I'm going to brainstorm all all night. My shift at, at Hubbard is going to be only brainstorming oh. how we can get Brittany to say lackadaisical. <laughs> every, every news story is just going to be, has, does it have lackadaisical in there or lackadaisical <laughs> in the headline? The words in here. Look uh, it up during the break, and then when we get back, Tevin will tell you how it's spelled. We'll take a break. AJ, you're out of here. Andy's coming in. Mm -hmm. We'll talk to you tomorrow, pal. Yep, see you guys tomorrow. We'll be right back. This is the Tom Bernard Show. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. 
Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take Personal Care Dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them, or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation. Consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com.